sanguine. Yeah, we are a community of faith that are optimistic. We are discovering the mystery and intrigue of a walk of faith. So welcome. So excited you're here today. Hey, welcome, my sanguine community, my friends. Wow, always so good to be back in this closet, and I am on YouTube. Hopefully, by the time you hear this podcast, I have done a few videos, but I haven't got a chance uh, learning the whole new technology behind process and video. And yeah, I know it's not that hard, but man, my learning curve lately has been so <sighs> steep. And uh, I'm a little tired. And so hopefully by this episode, it will be up and uh, you guys can see me in the closet and you may then choose to just listen to the audio and I won't be offended. And you newcomers, one thing you got to know about me is I want you here so bad, right? Absolutely. So I get really high podcast numbers and I feel really good about myself and it's a totally selfish endeavor. No, because I want to introduce you to a genuine life of faith. And that's why I do this. It's not to boost numbers. I encourage you by sharing where the podcast is at, that you're part of a greater community than just you sitting there listening, thinking you're the only one. You're not. There's a bunch of people listening. And it's fun to know that we're part of a community greater than just ourselves. And it's super fun for me knowing that people maybe. Well, not just maybe, I've got some feedback, yeah, that is changing lives. And uh, yeah, so skeptic, if you're just like, you're a dork, but you still listen to me, yeah, you're part of the family and I can be the crazy uncle. I'm okay with that. So hopefully I do have my website up and it has all my podcast episodes on there and it's a great place to subscribe. And if you do happen to subscribe to the email and get on my email list, you may actually get an email. I'm not sure that that will happen. But there's always a chance and you're uh, most of you are praying people. And so you could pray for a response and it could happen, but there's no guarantee. And yes, you can go and support me. Yeah, you're not going to actually. Well, the money will go too, and there is absolutely no obligation here. Just improving the sound equipment, getting better mics. I would like to bring some of my friends and acquaintances and I think people that you would enjoy into an interview. But I did a podcast the other day with my wife and we shared the same microphone even though it was super fun, it was an editing nightmare. So I will not do that again. So at sanguinefaith.com, yeah, there are some support buttons, PayPal, and there are some other ways that you can support. There's never an obligation. This is free. I love God. I love sharing the genuine walk of faith. And so I will never ask you or persuade you. But if you want to, you can. So let's leave it at that. And email, you can always email me at 406bigt at gmail.com. Super simple to remember. I I probably will respond to that if you email me directly like that because I check that one quite a bit, but as I'm producing a lot of content and, and trying to learn this stuff, you're like, whiny, 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 whiny time. I know, I'm sorry. Anyway, my community, Friday nights, can I, I just shout out to the kids? I so appreciate you guys. Every time that I see kids at group or I interact with kids, I, 
guys are just my favorite. You make me feel young again. And uh, I know it's like I'm a dork, but I, I sure like interacting with you and hearing what you're thinking and what's going on in your creativity. Keep it up and keep asking questions, questions your faith so you get the real thing. It's never wrong to ask questions because you don't just want to believe something because somebody told you to believe that. So ask questions, solidify your faith, get a real faith for yourself because that is the best. So today, what are we going to talk about? Well, I'm going to name this podcast, You've Been Robbed. And it's because there have been some cultural things that have happened in the church. And I think it's happened slowly over time. And maybe some of it has been malicious. And I think I have talked about some of it, but you know, my heart and my passion is a genuine walk of faith. And that the faith walk that God designed from the very beginning, as he set out after we sinned in the garden. And I say we, because if we were there, we probably, we would have done the same thing, Adam and Eve, if not worse. And you're like, how could it be worse? I don't know, but there's a possibility that it could have been worse. We won't go there. But God, after that, has been pursuing us, and he sent Jesus after us because he wanted that relationship. Even in the garden, he came and talked and interacted, and some of that has been lost. And a big part of that, and I've talked about this before, but we're going to go there first, and I'm going to give you the scriptural reference because this one is hard to find. And I think, although... (laughs) I don't know if it's a conspiracy or not, but it's interesting that it's so hard to find when you do searches on this subject. It's in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 14, around verses uh, 20, 22-ish, and it is about the tithe. And some of you that are new and you haven't been to church, you're like, what is a tithe? That is a funny, funny word. It has references in the Old Testament. Okay, this is ancient culture before Christ appeared, and so the B.C., versus the AD, like we're living in after Christ's death. And so in the AD, although some of that terminology is being switched and swapped around, which I don't know why, but regardless, so this is ancient history and the ancient Jewish culture, part of their economic system was, and their economic system revolved around their religious system and their faith system. And faith is probably a better word, but you can turn any kind of faith into religion by going through rote routine. Anyway, so their system, how they supported this faith community because it was run by a high priest and there was a temple to support and all the things that went on with the temple is that people gave a tenth of their profits for the year. And so that usually came in the form of animals and stuff that came to the temple and that helped support the temple. Well, the scripture about the tithe, and that kind of is the modern perception of the tithe, but that is not accurate with the tithe. The tithe was in part for that. And every third year, the tithe was given to support the Levites who operated that aspect of the faith walk. But the other two years, guess what the tithe was for? Specifically, it was set aside by God for us to celebrate him. And how did we celebrate him? The scripture in Deuteronomy talks about eating, drinking, buying strong. Yeah, right? And all you religious folks are out there, oh my gosh, does he mean liquor? Yes, like whiskey and bourbon, which is like my favorite. And if they had cigars back then, they might have smoked cigars. Oh my word. Wow, he said that. It is a part of the tithe that is not popular in the current culture. And the church 
And I don't I, I want to believe that it's not malicious, but they have claimed that for themselves, and that is just not scriptural. God is a God of celebration, and he set the tithe, the majority of the tithe, aside to be celebrated. So let's leave the tithe behind and let's get an aspect of the character of God. He wants to celebrate and party. And for some of you, that is a new idea. And you need to get it in your head. The Jewish people are some of the most partying people that are out there, and they party with significance. Their festivals have meaning, bring meaning and insight. And and depth into the relationship with God because God created us to be those kind of people, to dance, to celebrate, to enjoy the fruits of the vine that he set on the earth and the food that he set on the earth to partake of and eat. And so this aspect is you've been robbed of your party life. Now, some of you ought to get upset. Some of you are scared to death because you're a little religious and going to a party, you might wet your pants. I'm sorry, but it's. <laughs> but I think there's something in you that says, yes, ah, it goes against everything I know, but something says it's right. Of course it's right because it's in the scriptures. It says it right there. And if you study the New Testament and you look at Paul, he talks about giving and supporting, but he doesn't talk about the tithe. The church does not necessarily do the tithe. Should we support those that are ministering the gospel? We should. And of course, we're smart because we're smart believers and people of faith. And even if you're a skeptic, you understand the law of generosity. And when you give generously to support someone that's doing a good work, you're going to have more increase than you can deal with. And so you're going to have to give money away faster so you can have the increase <laughs> and you won't be able to give it away fast enough. Some of you are like, oh, I'd like to be there. Well, try it. Start small. That is the other aspect. When people feel entitled to something, i.e. the church and the tithe to support their monstrous buildings, the unnecessary staff. As we see from Paul, he was a tent maker. He worked and he supported himself and he enjoyed the gifts and blessed people that gave because he knew that the, what the generosity meant to them. And it had a special meaning to him because they were giving out of their love and their support of him. And I wonder if that's how we functioned in the modern church, if the modern church would bring more value and would be more gen genuine than just having people in an office that are supported by what they feel entitled to, the tithe. They are not entitled to the tithe. Whew, that tithe is to go to celebrate the Lord. Now, a portion of it, and we could argue because this isn't Old Testament and we don't operate under this religious system, and so we should support those that are doing a good work, and I'm never going to say that that's a bad thing. And yeah, I do have kind of an opinion about church, but if you're part of a church and it is ministering to your needs, you need to give generously, and maybe it's more than 10%. Just scratch the tithe out of your mind and what is the value and what the value has to you. It may be 20, 30%. It may be making all the difference in your life and you have the means to give 50, 60%. You're not off the hook with 10%. You have to give more because it has value. And I love giving to things that have value to me. People have value like a church and its building and knowing that I'm paying for the power or just this huge staff of people that spend their day going out and having this surface coffee dates. Yeah, Tom's got a little judgment there. I'm sorry. I I love people and people have so much depth and I depth to them and I see so much surface I'm sorry for lack of a better word crap. There is depth in people and I want to discover that and there is this mindset in some of the gathering places because we are the church. 
when we're doing and we're acting out our faith, we are the church. And when we gather together, we are forced to be reckoned with. And sometimes when we gather in a building, that building is filled with Christian kryptonite and it depletes all of our power and we forfeit all of our responsibility to that building that is doing nothing. Well, it may be doing something. I'm sorry. Yeah, Tom's on a roll. But there are a lot of resources that go into these huge buildings that I'm I'm not sure that's appropriate. And saying that your tithe is going to that, eh. I, I just, I, you cannot make a scriptural argument with me. You can if you leave out some of the scriptures. Of course you can. And you can imply offerings or tithes, but they are not. <sighs> All right. So you've been robbed of your party life. What else have you been robbed of? And I'm not saying it's intentional, but there has been this cultural shift. Well, let's just go back to my last podcast your dad, your father. There's this imagery because we have a cultural shift of fathers being absent and not being present or being abusive or being stern in previous generations. And so we have been robbed of an accurate view of Father God, that he wants to have fun and that he desires to be our father. He desires for us to be on his lap. The intimate term Abba describes intimately that and that he sent Jesus after us because he wanted a relationship. You have been robbed of the understanding of what Father God is. Now, let's go to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, he's been relegated for a lot of us in the faith community to the charismatics because he's scary. He's a little unpredictable. He's like the wind. He can blow one direction and blow the other direction, and it could be a nice breeze, and then it could be a gust that shakes things up. And a lot of us in the church, we've got used to our status quo. When the wind comes, what does the wind do? It brings in different weather. The wind often brings in the well-needed rain. So the rains can come and refresh. And if it's been raining for a while, the winds may blow the rain out and dry things up. The Holy Spirit is a little unpredictable from our perspective. But we have lost and we have traded because we like our security and control. And so we have traded because we like Jesus because, and don't get me wrong, I love Jesus. Jesus is awesome. But Jesus is safe, right? Because he came and, you know, he died for our sins and we accept him. And so we stick with Jesus. The father is like, that's a little scary because we don't have a good cultural reference anymore to what a father's supposed to like. But man, then we get the Holy Spirit and... Dude, what, you know, I often refer to the Holy Spirit more like a feminine personality because it's a comforter. You know, it comes to teach and guide us, often the role of women in the household. And many women are teachers and so fulfills that role. But he's a little or she. Yeah, some of you didn't like that. You'll get over it, right? <laughs> Maybe you won't. You're like, see you later. Bye bye. It's a little unpredictable. But for me, the adventure with the Holy Spirit, I feel like I've been robbed because a walk of faith is this grand adventure as the Holy Spirit. You know, he showed up and acts like flaming tongues of fire and like was able to like speak in different languages that one person speaking people in many different languages heard. That kind of stuff is freaking amazing. And that is what I'm in for. And so maybe you have been robbed of your adventure. It is time. And this podcast, you can do it. Get in the scriptures and read them for yourself. 
There are things, and I don't know if it's intentional or not. I love giving everybody the benefit of the doubt, but there are some things that have been left out, that have been twisted, that have been misrepresented, that are not true to the scriptures. And a lot of that has to do with aspects of God that are uncomfortable and that we want to control and that are very hard to control by a lot what we call the modern church, the organized church. But the organized church is just a building full of people that often want to keep control. You are the church, and you are powerful, and you are a little volatile if you're like me. You have passions, and you want to go after those passions, and you have crazy ideas. Can I tell you that your Father God and the Holy Spirit have been the one that have breathed and put that stuff in you, and it's time that you connect with it, and it's like completing a circuit. You're finally going to hook, be hooked up to the battery source, and you you're going to be charged up from those things that you've been robbed. What came in and cleaned your house, cleaned your energy, cleaned your fun. In this podcast right now, you can choose to reconnect with that. And part of that is getting into the Bible yourself. I gave you some points where you can read this stuff for yourself and you can find this stuff out for yourself. Oh, all right, Tom. Wow. Whew. Yeah, I think there's more stuff we've been robbed of, but I'm going on. It's it's a little while here, so we are going to call it good, my friends. You, <laughs> I so appreciate you. Hey, I want to tell you about some other podcasts I'm doing, and um, it's just because I love encouraging the people, and these other ones are geared to probably more to people not of faith, and they may be a little edgy for you, but women, I have one that's just 100% encouragement for you and some things that uh, I've observed and I'm passing along called Yes Women. And you can listen to that on any platform, but you can also listen to it at yeswomen.solutions, not .com, .solutions, which is the website for that podcast. And then there is a Yup podcast, which <laughs> I'm starting a nickname, Redneck Wisdom, because that's kind of how it's coming across. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure, but... <laughs> And that is at yup.solutions, not yup.com, but yup.solutions. So let me just close. Oh, Father God, oh, Holy Spirit, oh, Jesus, what a grand adventure you have invited us on. And if there's anyone right now, you know how quick it is to enter into your kingdom. You just say, Jesus, man, I realized that I've blown it and you went the distance for me. You made the sacrifice so that my sins could be taken away. And I accept that. Hey, folks, you are in the kingdom. Welcome in. And my friends, as always, I so appreciate you. So you guys have an awesome day. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.